0: Happy Sabbath. A lot of you guys know that when I was in high school, when I first started my education here in the States, I had to start with ESL, English as Second Language. Usually when I say this, people laugh, but thank you for not laughing. This is good. Good crowd today. So... When I was in my uh, ESL class, uh, many students, it's for many students who do not speak English, one time my friend sneezed. And I thought, dude, that's really gross. So that's what I was thinking, right? He sneezed and I thought, oh, that's gross. Um, Anyway, as soon as he sneezed, my, my ESL teacher says something. Okay? I didn't quite make out what she said, but she said something. One day, I sneezed in my class. The same teacher said something, and I didn't really understand what she said. But she looked at me and said, Richard, say thank you. And I thought it was so weird, like, Why do I need to say thank you? So for the longest time, I thought in America, if you sneeze, after you sneeze, you have to say thank you. (laughs) I was like, what's happening? Why do I need to say thank you? I was really confused. Weeks passed by. Somebody sneezed, and my teacher said, and I thought, the teacher said, bless you. So I looked up okay seriously it sounded to me like she said less you so I searched my dictionary no smartphone back then no internet uh how do we ever live without smartphones and internet anyway anyway so I looked at my I looked up my my dictionary I was like l e s s y u and apparently it's not a word So it was driving me crazy. I'm like, what do people say when somebody sneezes? So finally, asked, I asked one of my friends. And my friend said, Seriously? <laughs> you don't know? And my friend said, It's not less you. We say, God bless you. Or just simply bless you. Took me a while. Do you know why, do you know why we say God bless you in English when somebody sneezes? Does anyone know? Okay, there's one person, two people. All right, all right. So, before we get there, let me tell you why we sneeze, okay? A sneeze begins with the tickling sensation in the nerve endings that send a message to your brain that it needs to rid itself of something irritating the lining of your nose. Okay, you first take a deep breath and hold it, which tightens your chest muscles. The pressure of your air in your lungs uh, increases. You close your eyes. Apparently, it's true. You cannot sneeze with your eyes closed. You have to close your eyes um, and your tongue press it against the roof of your mouth, and suddenly your breath comes out fast through your nose. One belief is that it originated in, in Rome uh, when some plague was raging through Europe, killing many people. One of the symptoms of the, of the plague was uh, sneezing, okay, or coughing. So apparently, Pope Gregory I, okay, was suggesting that maybe we should say, God bless you, as a prayer so that that person does not die. Second, belief is that some people um, it's actually kind of biblical because some people believe that like coughing or air out of your mouth or nose like there's soul in it. Remember the, the, the biblical word ruha which is the air, the breath. So they thought that if you sneeze your soul may come out. So they were saying God bless you so you're you do not lose your soul. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath with the beautiful people here. Lord, I pray that as we open the Bible, you open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Loma Linda Church, are you blessed? What are blessings anyway? We bless people in our prayers. We bless homes and new businesses. Um, we, We even bless food before we eat. We say, God bless you after somebody sneezes. We say, God bless you all the time, not even really knowing what it means. A lot of times, we simply call a prayer a blessing when someone has a lot of money, we call them blessed. When someone is talented, we say they are blessed. What exactly are blessings? What does the Bible say about blessings? Today, we want to take a journey through God's blessings. I looked into the definition of blessing from the World Book Dictionary. And there are several definitions of the word blessing. Uh, the f- first one is, uh, the, it means to consecrate something by religious rite, formula or prayer. For example, when the, when the pastor says, uh, please bless this church. Uh, second is uh, to make something holy or sacred as God bless a seventh day, right? Or, the, the word to bless means uh, to ask God's favor or protection or to wish good for or to feel grateful for or to make happy or, fortune, uh, or fortunate or to praise or glorify God. Obviously, the word blessing has a wide range of usage rather than etymological accuracy. And the problem of definition of the word blessing is that it is not a direct translation from the Greek or Hebrew. What do we look at today's main passage? Uh, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Just one simple verse. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. In Christ. The King James Version says, Blessed be to the God. Because it's the same word in Greek. That means the word blessed is translated into praise in many occasions. Also, this word blessing is repeated three times in this particular verse. Three times. Blessed be the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The word for blessing in Greek is eulageo. Okay? Eulageo. It means to praise or to invoke blessings. So that doesn't really help us to really understand what this word blessing means. So we have to really study the Bible and study the Bible biblical blessings to find out what blessings really are. And today's passage really helps us a lot though because when we look at this, there are certain things, certain very important things that we learn about blessings. Number one, we we find this. God can be blessed. Number two, we can be blessed. And number three, there are spiritual blessings in Christ. So there are three blessings, three types of blessings we see from this particular Bible verse. Number one, God can be blessed. Well, God can be blessed because it simply means to give praise to God. Bless God means praise. To God. It's interesting to learn that the, or, the origin of the concept of blessing in the Bible, especially in Old Testament, in Hebrew, the word is barak, and it means to kneel. Barak means to kneel. It was used one way or another hundreds of times to convey the meaning of respect or adoration. Just like you would uh, kneel before a king in respect or adoration to give thanks. Or just like you would kneel to God in adoration, praise, and thanksgiving. Both Barak in Hebrew or Eulageo in Greek was used as a common word for praise, thanksgiving, respect throughout the Bible. It was absolutely biblical to bless food, new homes or, or new businesses because we're simply consecrating it to God in, in adoration and thanksgiving. number two we can be blessed a blessing in many occasions pronounced a wish of happiness unto someone or to set apart for holy purpose, or to speak God's goodness to other people. These are the blessings most of us are familiar with. God bless Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22, and verse 28. Then in Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, God blessed the Sabbath, right? The seventh day. Then... Genesis chapter, verse, uh, chapter 9 verse 1 says, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth to Noah and his family. If you study blessings in the Old Testament, you'll find most often than not that they are material needs being met so that you'll have sufficient to live on and be generous to others, uh, a happy family life, a good reputation in the community where you live and work, good health, and a long life, the defeat and, and scaring of your enemies, fruitful labor that your daily work would go well and be rewarded, and, and that you'll be the, the head and not the tail. Do you remember that? I remember growing up, my, my dad used to always pray this. It's like every time he's like, uh, dear God, who, who, who loves us, and pray, 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 and at the end, all the time, may my kids be the head and not the tail. In Jesus' name, amen. Without fail, who wouldn't want those blessings? Everyone wants security, health, goodness, and success. This is what we think about when we hear the word blessings. But something happens in Genesis which completely changed the way I understood God's blessings. So you ready? Yes. In chapter 27 of Genesis, Jacob steals the blessing from his brother Esau. This is a very famous story where in order for Jacob to trick his father, Isaac, Jacob had to wear an animal fur, right? To pretend to be like his brother. And every time I hear this story, I'm like so grossed out. I mean, how how hairy can you be? You know what I mean? Like how how, how hairy do you have to be that you have to kill an animal and wear animal fur to pretend to be a hairy brother? So disgusting. Anyway, after Jacob steals the blessings, Esau actually returns home, but Isaac tells him that I have no blessing left for you. According to the story, after receiving the so-called blessing, Jacob runs away with nothing. Cold, broke, penniless, homeless. But Esau, who was supposed to be left without blessing, inherits all of Isaac's wealth. Think about that. You know, um, as you know, Isaac's wealth came from Abraham's wealth. And most scholars believe that Abraham was a billionaire in today's standard. So all the money, all the animals, all the camels and sheep, and all the animals, all the wealth that Isaac had, it all went to Esau, who was supposed to be without blessing. And the one who received the blessing was with nothing. So what kind of blessing are we talking about? What was the blessing Jacob received? In order for us to understand this, we must look at the spiritual blessings. The parallels between the Old and the New Testament usages of blessings are striking. Um, In general, to be blessed is to be granted special favor by God with with the resulting um, happiness, healthy, and, and prosperity in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, however, the emphasis is more on spiritual rather than on material blessings. So number three, let's talk about spiritual blessings. We see that as soon as the best teacher ever lived began to teach, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are persecuted. You're like, what? How are those blessings? Obviously, Jesus has a completely different understanding of blessings. Out of this world. Now, let's go back to Jacob's story for a moment. Jacob, after receiving his blessing from his father Isaac, spent his first night in the desert without any comfort or shelter. Okay? The Bible says he used the what as his pillow? What? A rock. Okay. I am somewhat, somewhat picky with pillows, okay? I don't know about you, but, but, you know, I I, I need my pillow to be um, uh, kind of flat, but but not too flat, but, like, perfectly flat. You know what I mean? It's like my pillow has to be, like, three and a quarter inches thick, so it's, like, really comfortable when I sleep. You know how you go to, like, hotels, and, and when you sleep there and you have these fluffy pillows, and you lay your head on it, and your whole face like sinks into the pillow. I, I hate those pillows. I cannot sleep on those pillows. Um, and I definitely cannot sleep on a rock pillow. Unprotected, cold, penniless, and homeless. I don't know how, but Jacob fell asleep. But that evening, that evening, Jacob's blessing showed up. God showed up in his dream. And Jacob saw a ladder which connected him and heaven above. And God said, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Loma Linda Church. Here is the punchline, okay? So listen. I'm telling you, I'm giving it away. Loma Linda Church, the blessing, the spiritual blessing is the presence of God. It's the presence of God. The true blessing which Jacob received was not the material inheritance from his father, not, not comfort nor protection. It was a promise of a Messiah in his lineage. And we all know the name of the promised Messiah. What is it? His name is? Emmanuel. Who said that? Yes. Emmanuel. God with us. God with us is the ultimate blessing for the whole humankind. God's presence among us. God's promise to Abraham serves as a foundation for all blessings. The pledge that all peoples on earth shall be blessed. Is fulfilled in the, in the person and work of Jesus. He has borne the consequences of the curse for believers and blessed them with the forgiveness of sins. We are blessed with every spiritual blessings in Christ. To Joseph who was sold as a slave. God blessed him by being with him wherever he went. Read the story of uh, Joseph in Genesis chapter 39. The Bible repeats over and over. And the Lord was with Joseph. Then the Lord was with Joseph. He went through slavery. He was in the prison. But because the Lord was with him, he was blessed. The blessing came upon Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. To Isaiah, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. To all of us, This blessing is expressed in the Great Commission when Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the end of the age. Biblical blessings are not just about recognizing God as the master of the universe and be thankful for his goodness. It is not just about saying good things or wishing good things. It's not just about having money or having health and happy life. It is the presence of God in our life. The ultimate blessing is the presence of Jesus in our lives. So, my friends, are you blessed? Is God or Jesus present in your life? Our family, we like to go to Disneyland a lot. And there's one, especially, who really loves going to Disneyland Celeste. Every year, Celeste, so what do you want for birthday? She goes, I don't want I don't want, I don't want party, I just want to go to Disneyland. One year, she went to Disneyland, came back and said, Dad, I saw Kobe Bryant. I was like, what? You saw Kobe Bryant? At Disneyland? She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, did you get an autograph? Did you get, a, did you get a picture of him? And she said, well, I saw a really, really tall dude. And I thought, dude, that dude is tall. But she didn't know that was Kobe Bryant. Later on, her friend told her that, oh, that's Kobe Bryant. When I heard it, I was like, you saw Kobe Bryant, but you could not recognize Kobe Bryant? You're born and raised in Southern California. Your dad is diehard Lakers fan? Are you even my daughter? <laughs> she saw Kobe Bryant, but she could not recognize that was Kobe. I believe that God has been present in our lives all the time. We get confused with our material blessings and our spiritual blessings. And a lot of times we don't think about our spiritual blessings. You know what we want? Material blessings. I want health. And if I'm sick, I feel like God does not care about me and there's no blessing at all. If my business does not do well, we like, why is this happening to me? God does not care about me. I'm not getting any blessings. But what we find is that through and through, even in the dark times, especially in our dark times, Jesus is with us. That... Promise is the ultimate blessing of all. Whether we recognize it or not is a whole other issue. It's not just about being able to worship and praise God, it's not just about being protected, being healthy and secure, fruitful and successful. Even in our failures, even in our pain and hardships, even when we mourn and when we are persecuted, we can be blessed in spiritual blessings in the presence, by the presence of God in our lives. That is a journey through God's blessings. God's blessings are because of that experiential. God's blessings are experiential. It's an experience of God's presence in our lives. If He is present, we should experience Him. Now then, now then, how do we recognize God's blessings or experience God's presence in our lives? Loma Linda Church, remember Five F's. Okay? Remember five F's. So this is our application. Number one is, can you see it? Number one is favor. Jesus loves you and he looks at you in favor. A lot of times we think about our sins and when we think about God looking down on us, we're like, we're like this, like, God, don't look at me because I'm a sinner, right? But no, God looks at us in favor. When he looks at us, as a huge smile. Okay, he's, he's pleased with you. When you were born, God said, it is very good. Number two is forgiveness. Because Jesus loves us, he died for us. And that means all our sins are forgiven. All your sins are forgiven. All our failures, all your problems and issues have been nailed on the cross. That's what it means. Our sins are wiped out. Gone. They're not remembered. See, this means so much to me because it means that I've been freed. So number three is freedom. The chains of sins are gone. We're no longer slaves of sin. Freedom to me means we have been redeemed. You and I, we've been redeemed. Number four, that leads all of us to this new reality that all of us are a family in Jesus you and I are not strangers we're all brothers and sisters we're a family so we should actually all call each other brothers brother, so and so brothers so and so so oh actually you know maybe maybe it's good to call each other uncle because maybe it's a little weird for you to call me Like Opa or something. That'd be be really weird. (laughs) But we are a big spiritual family. And because we are a spiritual family, Loma Lina Church, listen to this. We have the same future. And this is so important. We have the same. We have a future together. Okay? One day, Jesus will come back. That is our future. And when He returns, we'll experience the whole new level of God's blessings. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord what a good news Lord help us to experience these 5 Fs every day in our lives knowing that you love us and that we are forgiven and in that we have freedom and then because of that we have a family and as a family we have future together and in the future The center of our future is you, Father, and your return. Lord, thank you so much for your presence in our lives that we're not left in darkness, but we have the light. That we're just not left alone in this world and we don't have to be lonely. You are with us. Father, make it known to us. Make it known in our lives so that Your presence may be experiential in our lives. So that we can experience You each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.